People like when you do that. It's got a certain je ne sais quoi to it. <laughs> Welcome to the I Love Seville show. My name is Jerry Miller. It's a Friday afternoon in downtown Charlottesville. Thank you kindly for joining us. We are live in our uh, studio on Market Street, about a mile from the University of Virginia, Scott Stadium, uh, the Rotunda, John Paul Jones Arena, a hop, skip, and a jump from the courthouses. 25, 30 yards from the police department, from the police station, half a block from the downtown mall and all those fantastic eateries. We're a block and a half away from Emancipation Park, Freedom Park, Market Park, Market Street Park, Lee Park. And we're smack dab in the middle of Charlottesville, Virginia. We love to be in the epicenter of the, the movers and shakers with this network. Um, John Blair on LinkedIn is watching the program. John Blair is number two in our top 25 power poll of viewers and listeners who make this program special. We love JB, John Blair. Um, a lot we're going to cover on this program. I'm hearing talks of an English pub on Ivy Road. We'll get those details for you on this fine and fair talk show. The Ivy Roadhouse has got a new tenant um, in the mix. We'll talk about that as we get more information. There was a school board meeting last night, Judah. Mm -hmm. We'll get some nitty-gritty from last night's Charlottesville Public School Board meeting. It's interesting. For so long in this Central Virginia community, Albemarle County Public Schools were front and center in the news cycle. Now they've taken a significant backseat to Charlottesville City Schools. Every morning, Matthew Haas, the superintendent of Albemarle County Public Schools, he wakes up and says, goodness thank gracious, you High thank you for Charlottesville High School. Charlottesville High School for a moment was like, hold on, we're, we're not getting enough press. Somebody hold my beer. Charlottesville High School is now dominating the news cycle. We'll talk about uh, the school board meeting from last night. Judas got some statistical data to relay to you in regards to fights and the significance of the fights and the, uh, the amount of fights that have been transpiring. We'll talk about that on, on the program. Mortgage rates are following. They're falling, falling, falling. They're getting close to 7%. Michael Buchensky, Coach B, First Heritage Mortgage's finest, says you can expect mid-fives in 2024 are we going to see a buying bonanza like we saw during the pandemic? And if we do see a buying bonanza like we did in the pandemic, will we see home value appreciation in the double-digit clip yet again? That topic on today's show. Skill games are about to get axed. Those are the slot machines you see at gas stations. I mean, heck. What's the place, James Watson, you can help me with this. James Watson is a con key contributor of our fine and fair talk show. Goodness gracious, the so queen of Ivy, Kate Schartz, is watching the program, and she's not in the top 25 weight ranking. Kate Schartz, you have now entered the top 25 power poll, the queen of Ivy, at number 16 in our ranking. James Watson, this is a question for you. You and I have bantered about this in the past. What is the name of that slot machine epicenter, that skill game epicenter that is uh, on Harris Street. You know the one I'm talking about? It's in the middle of Harris Street. Mm. 
It's on the same side of the road as Bailey Printing. Something smokes. Hmm. There was a brouhaha outside this place on Harris Street where someone got popped, got shot. Not murdered, but shot. That entire business model is tied to um, skill games. Deep Throat. You know what that one's? Wicked Hits. God, Deep Throat is watching the program. He's number one in our top 25 power pulls. Some of the games on those things are pretty fun, too. Deep Throat gave us the answer. Thank you, Deep Throat. There's a reason you're number one in our top 25. He DMs us. It's Wicked Hits. He's exactly right. It does look sketchy, he says. That entire concept is skill games. There's multiple convenient and gas station owners that are speaking on the record saying if, when, not if, but when these skill games are taken out of our stations and out of our convenience stores on January 1, they're supposed to be completely removed. And there's a a, uh, narc, rat, tattletailing tip line that's been set up. Okay. Yunkin's team has sent up a narking, ratting, and tattletailing tip line where folks can call a phone number and with anonymity rat and nark mm-hmm. on convenience stores that have skill games still active after January 1. And the fine that these convenience stores will face, Judah, is hefty and significant. The gas station owners are saying, guys, this is something that has helped us stay alive over the last handful of years. Yeah. We're relying on the revenue, mm-hmm. and if you remove them from us, we may go out of business. We'll talk about that on today's talk show, the I Love Seville show. I want to talk about Judah's story on uh, photos with Santa. I thought it was going to come out yesterday. These are the trials and tribulations, the song and dance, the line we have to work um, uh, with with. I don't like to use the phrase boss and team member. I like to call, our, call us colleagues or associates. I thought it was going to come out yesterday. I thought you were going to publish it yesterday. Are you on a two-shot? I've got three shows on Thursday, okay. and I'm no longer allowed to use the Mac to All do right, anything. Okay. 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 Good job. Thank you for publishing it today. Thank you for getting it out in the newsletter, the I Love Seville newsletter. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, got 10,000, 11,000 people receiving the I Love Seville newsletter anytime we send it. Um, places to get photos with Santa Claus. What synonyms or nicknames for Santa can you think of? Chris Kringle. Yeah. Old St. Nick. Old St. Nick. Santa. Uh, yeah. The Bearded Man. Is that one? I don't know that I've ever heard anyone call him the bearded, bearded man. man. The red velvet giant. Is that one? Uh, okay. What Should are the I nicknames for Santa? Come on. Viewers and listeners, Santa nicknames. St. Nicholas. St. Nick. Chris Kringle. Father Christmas. Father, <laughs> I've never heard. What? You've never heard that? Father Christmas? Uh, Pell's Nickel? Have you heard of Pell's Nickel? Mm, I'm now looking online. Elf? (laughs) Papa Noel? Deep Throat. I'm laughing out loud. Sinterklaas? Deep Throat throat calls him Elf and Slaver. Elf and Slaver. (laughs) We got... how How many spots did you find with photos for Santa? 
Found nine that, uh, again, like uh, I think, like the uh, Christmas trees may be going quickly uh, for the ones that have um, that have signups or reservations. Papa Noel says, or uh, Bill McChesney, who's number fifteen in the power ranking, says Papa Noel. Yeah. Um, dude, hear me out on this before we get to our first topic. You know how we talked um, earlier this week, Judah, what Charlottesville was missing? What business is the Charlottesville area missing? And we highlighted on the talk show the Planet Fun that existed on, I think it was Woodbrook Drive, where it had arcades. It was... I think it was Woodbrook. Vanessa Parkhill said. Vanessa Parkhill, she is in uh, the top 25 power pole. Vanessa Parkhill checks in at number six in the top 25 viewer and listener power pool. Um, The Planet Fun had the batting cages, the arcades, the bumper cars, the golf carts. I think Putt-Putt was a part of it. And basically what we highlighted on the show, there was a need for things to do for kids. If someone had an epicenter of activities to do for kids, that it would take off. I want to also highlight this. If someone wants to open this business, you take like, and you don't need a lot of space, and I don't think this would require a lot of overhead. A place where Charlottesville and Almoral County and Central Virginians can go to take holiday photos with kids. Richmond has this, like a holiday like market. Hmm. And the holiday market is an opportunity for parents to bring their kids the kids can do some shopping for their parents. There's photography. There's festive fair. There's candy. There's candy canes. It's just a great holiday experience. But you could create a business in the Charlottesville area with the amount of money that is here where for the month of December, from Black Friday until Christmas Eve, all you do is have Santa Claus and some elves, a Christmas scene, like a, a decorated Christmas scene, right? And all it is is photos with Santa Claus with us. Uh, what's what's uh, Santa's girl's name? Santa's better half? Santa's babe? What's her name? Martha Claus. Martha Claus. Yeah. You get, you get old Martha and is you get uh, old Saint Nick dressed up with a couple of elves. And you just say, all I'm going to do for the month of December is Christmas photos. You can do it for the Easter bunny. <laughs> I think it's just Ms. Claus. Is it Ms. Claus? Is it not Martha? I don't know if she has a real first name. Martha doesn't have a name? Ms. Claus doesn't have a name? Are you serious? <laughs> I think it's just Mrs. Claus. Could Mrs. Claus be dressed a bit more revealing, or is that antithesis of what Santa Claus is all about? I mean, do people really want their two-year-old, no, four-year-old, five-year-old right. They don't. Right. sitting I've on... Gotta, uh, gotta, you're right. I'm a father. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I gotta be. I'm a dad and a husband. Come get your picture taken with Mrs. Claus at uh, Hooters. <laughs> and she's a she's an older lady as well. She's an older lady as well. Okay, but the business concept would be from Black Friday to De- December 24th. You do this photos with Santa. You should probably have multiple Santas. Fine. You can get like a thousand foot. You can get a thousand. Our studio right here is a thousand square feet. You could easily set up two photography uh, opportunities here. At you least. could, you could at least, right? You could probably my, do four. My only point is that you really don't want. I mean, no family wants to go and stand in a line for half an hour, forty. Okay, minutes. there's an add-on. There's a add-on revenue stream. While you're waiting in line, we have hot chocolate. 
We have a, maybe a temporary ABC license where we can serve some booze. We got some candy canes. Maybe we partner with Three Notch and we have 40 Mile and we have Minuteman. We have some, 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 some light fare for folks to eat at some kind of price while they're waiting in line. 15 minutes at $49.95 a pop. I you mean, get your gonna, photos. If you're going to serve food, you might as well get some, some tables and chairs and just have people pull a number. That's that way they don't have to stand in line. You can have a log online where people can sign up for 15-minute slots. You can do this for the Easter Bunny. You can do this for Christmas. From a, Just like a, a photography experience for people. There's multiple ways you can do this. You can do pet photography here. Yeah. You can do uh, 4th of July type of photography. Everyone wants photography with their children. Where do they go to get it done? You put this list together. It was a limited amount of photos with Santa options in a 300,000 person market. And as you've highlighted, the URL is ilovesevil.com forward slash, was it photos with Santa? I love photos with Santa, and Judah came up legitimately after evidently working 10 hours on this story. Good Lord. I'm just joking. Magic on the Mall, Boar's Head, the Crozet Trolley, Blue Mountain Brewery, Dairy Market, Eastwood Farm and Winery, the Center at Belvedere, and Fashion Scare Mall. It's the same entrepreneurs that do the Halloween stores where they sell costumes and they take open commercial space and for 30 to 45 days, they launch a costume store. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't that same concept or that same approach to take it vacant space, I need it for 30 days at Christmas, 30 days around the Easter Bunny, 30 days around freaking uh, 4th of July, and just do photos for kids and their parents. That's all you do. It's no overhead. That right there is a fat profit business waiting to happen. Why not do it year round and just have pull down backdrops? Do so it you can year do round. Anything. You, you, somebody wants a photo for you know their, of their kid. You can doesn't have to be uh, doesn't have to be December to get your Christmas photos done. You can get them done when the place is a little bit slower. In November, maybe, and you October. offer a discount on the photos, and you, yeah, and you, just, and you just pull the backdrop like this. Pull the backdrop down. Are you on a studio camera? Let's go to the studio camera. Tell me when you're on the studio camera. You could have a backdrop like this. Hold on. Literally, various Christmas or holiday backups, like our branded backdrop right here. A lot of people see this as a wall. This isn't a wall. This is a branded backdrop. This cloth right here. See, this is cloth. You can easily rotate other branded backdrops in. Now, I don't want any of the other viewers and the other talk show hosts on this network to get crazy or think about where we're rotating these banners or anything like that. But a business like that could work. <coughs> Santa Claus, Philip Dow's watching the program. Philip Dow's going to creep into the top 20. Oh, Philip Dow's number 19 on our top 25 viewer and listener power poll. He says, Judah, Mooses at the Creek will have Santa at their restaurant tomorrow and Sunday. Oh, that's good. You can have their picture taken with them, and that needs to be on your list. Nice. He says, update your list, Judah. He says, Santa's new babe is Taylor Swift. No, that's Travis Kelsey's babe. Uh, Uh, Vanessa Parkhill corrected me. Burkmar Drive. Thank you, Vanessa. I called it Woodbrook Drive. Thank you, VP. 
VP, there's a reason she's uh, number six in our top 25 power poll. Vanessa, we need to get you on the talk show here. Katie Pearl's watching the program. Katie Pearl needs to be in our top 25. Oh, my gosh. How is Katie Pearl not in our top 25? KTP. I'm, I'm sorry I left you off this list, KTP. KTP, I'm putting you in at number 21. Katie Pearl. You're number 21 in our top 25 power pool of viewers and listeners. Um, Katie Pearl says, I really feel like these photo opportunities already exist. That different family photographer set up around town. Also, places like Borset, Winter Wonder, offer great Santa photos and experience. They do. Some of them can be expensive, I hear. That's a very good point. And if you're not careful, a lot of these are already booked. Like the Borshead one, you may be able to wiggle in at yeah. Borshead, maybe. <clears throat> but it looks like many of these sessions are already booked at Borshead. And I think the trolley one is pretty booked. I think there may have been a day or two when it was still open, but I can't account for, uh, for that now. Right. They, they may have been sold out by the time we went live. Like the concept, here's the, here's the point, Judah. Here's the point I'm making. The concept of being sold out for photos with Santa yeah. boggles my mind. Right? It's like you're throwing, let's not. You're make, throwing away let, money. Let's not make any more money. You're sold out of photos with Santa. That completely boggles my mind. The, yeah. the antithesis of entrepreneurship is being sold out of something. And as someone who is an entrepreneur, yours truly, when you hear sold out, you hear demand and opportunity. Carly Wagner watching the program. She wishes KTP a happy anniversary. Uh, Carly Wagner, number three in our top 25 power poll. And, and I want to wish uh, Katie Pearl... And, and Mike Pearl, a happy anniversary as well. Hmm. Katie Pearl, I saw on your Facebook page a 10-year anniversary for KTP and Big Mike Pearl. And, and I want to highlight, uh, Katie, may I post your photo on the talk show? You look quite beautiful in this wedding dress, and Mike looks very handsome. Look at this beautiful Katie Pearl. Katie Pearl's a beautiful lady. Beautiful in this wedding dress. And Mike, you are looking like... A very dapper Don right here, Mike Pearl. 10-year anniversary for KTP and big Mike Pearl. I love that. Congratulations. What's the secret to 10 years, KTP? Could I ask you that question? Uh, Vanessa Parkle says, I think the business model Judah is describing is Olin Mills. O-L-A-N Mills. Yeah, I remember that. You've been to Olin Mills? Uh, I just remember seeing that name on like photos and stuff that we got when I was a kid. You're saying with the backdrops. You pull the backdrops down. Uh, there is so much vacant office space, and I can help you find this if you need it, if someone wants to launch this. You can just have the backdrop banners pulled down, and you could have someone on staff that can go into a closet and change out into various suits. I think the difference with Olin Mills, and I think... Uh I think it will be nice for a lot of families, especially families that, uh, that aren't in the money, is that a business model like this, unlike Olin Mills, where you're paying for a photographer and, you, and the photographs, uh, you could certainly continue that, uh, that line of business with this, but I think it would be nice for, for families to just be able to have that, uh, that area and 
various backdrops because really everybody can take their own pictures now. In fact, most people do. Um, and so why not just have a place where people can go almost like a, almost like a photo booth. Right. Except you'd have it, you know, you could set it up however you want and then you take some photos and, you know, takes you 15 minutes to get the family all smiling, grab someone's iPhone or Galaxy or whatever and take some pictures. Barbara Lundgren watching the program. Olin Mills was a franchise back in the day. Barbara Lundgren, Barb Wire, the queen yep. of weddings. Barbara Lundgren, she's... If, Barbara, you're amazing. She keeps commenting on the show. She's going to be in the top 25 power pole. Stephanie Wells Rhodes needs to be in the top 25 power pole. Stephanie Wells Rhodes is now 22. I'm putting you on the pole here. 22 in the I Love Seville show viewer and listener top 25 power pole. I'm looking at the top 22 uh, viewers and listeners right now. Stephanie Wells Rhodes right there. She says, Boar's Head is a great experience. You need to book around Thanksgiving to get your preferred date. They do a phenomenal job. We personally, my wife and I and our family have done the Boar's Head experience. It is a fantastic experience. They have brunch. Yeah, brunch with Santa. It's a brunch buffet. The brunch buffet at Boar's Head is fantastic. It is an incredible spread. And while enjoying your brunch buffet, you can also combine it with photos with Santa and Martha Claus. Is it Martha? No, no, no. She's uh, dressed conservatively. Um, She's not dressed revealing in this particular I'm, uh, circumstance. I'm finding that the most common version of her first name is Jessica. What? It's, no. Yep. Miss Claus's first name is Jessica? Stems back from the 1970 stop-motion animation film Santa Claus is Coming to Town. No. Viewers and listeners, you buy that? Jessica? You prefer Martha? I mean, you... I think Martha's much more a- apropos <laughs> than is, Jessica. Is, it, is there... <laughs> Old Chris and Jessica are taking the sleigh to the North Pole on a hot date? I mean, is there something wrong with the name Jessica? I just think Martha's more fitting for Miss Claus than Jessica. First thing that comes to mind for me, maybe it's just because I'm such an idiot, is Jessica Simpson or Jessica Alba. First thing that comes to mind for me with Martha is Miss Claus. John Blair on LinkedIn. Your idea is great about a photo house. Here's another idea. Now with the NIL available, you could also have days with UVA football and basketball players. That's brilliant, John Blair. He says, I bet you would have a lot of fans who would show up to the photo house to get photos with UVA sports stars like Ryan Dunn and Isaac McNeely, and you can help the UVA basketball players and football stars make some money as well. All they would have to do is show up and take fa- photos with fans. That's a fantastic idea. I'm under- That's why John Blair is number two in the viewer and listener power pool. This is a damn good idea. I just responded to John. That takes the photo booth to another level and doesn't just make it seasonal. You could have, during football season, the star quarterback, the star wide receiver, the star running back, the star linebacker, the head coach, come out to the Charlottesville Photo House. They take photos, arms around the people, they get a cut of each photo that's done. You don't even have to pay them an upfront fee. You say, you use your social media, Isaac McNeely or Malik Washington, to drive people in the Central Virginia and Wahoo Nation Mm -hmm. fan base 
to our photo house and we'll give you 30% of every transaction that involves you in a picture. This is literally a business model waiting to happen that we're brainstorming live on air. Don't pay them upfront money, give them a percentage of the back end at the Charlottesville photo house. The Charlottesville photo house doesn't have to be in a class A location, class A office space. It could be class C office space. All it needs is some parking. This is a damn good idea for that vacant shop. What is, this was a topic I wanted to talk about on the show. What are the shopping centers in this community that need the most TLC? You know the one, and this is literally, put this lower third on screen. Seville Area Shopping Center needing the most love. What comes immediately to mind for you? Are you going to say Seminole Square? Are you going to say Almaro Square needing the most love? I got a clear-cut shopping mm -hmm. center that needs the most love. What's your clear-cut shopping center that needs the most love? Seminole is probably up there. Is Seminole your answer? Sure, why not? Have you been to the Pan Tops Shopping Center where the Food Lion is and the Lazy Parrot is recently? Yeah. That shopping center has seen some way better days. Not too long ago, I saw it housing most of the, uh, uh, the trucks from Segura. Yeah, but I don't think that's the case anymore. I don't know. I, the, in that shopping center, you had, you have a Roses? Mm -hmm. Is it you a got, dollar store or a dollar general? Uh, something like that. You got a food lion. <clears throat> yep. I go to that food lion all the time. You got a liquor store. Oh, yeah. Go to that liquor store all the time, too. They always <laughs> ask if I want a receipt, and I say, I don't think I'll be returning these. <laughs> Why don't you laugh at that? Because <laughs> it's a great joke. I mean, who needs a receipt for their alcohol? You know the jokes that Judah laughs at the most? His own. His own jokes. Oh, that's not nice. I'm just, I'm Josh, Josh and you, you laugh at other jokes. No, you're right. Why would you need a receipt? Yeah. Right. What am I going to do? Bring this tequila back and Is say that the primary booze you're buying? Tequila? Mostly. Not mostly. Sometimes. I'm kind of on a scotch kick lately. My friend likes tequila, so I get tequila. What, 1800? And just uh, Jose Cuervo. Cuervo? Oh, I'm not okay. trying to break the bank for tequila. All right. Um, Ginny Hoosh says, I'm glad Chris Long and his buddies used to take photos with my kids for free. Same with Ryan Kelly and the lacrosse team. Although, 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 to be fair, we were friends with a lot of the lacrosse players. And she said she's really been enjoying Judas Christmas articles. Thank you. And she says, we have uh, is it Pierre Noel on top of our tree. But when our youngest was little, she somehow decided he was called Little Lloyd, so that's what we call him now. Pierre Noel. Am I saying that right? I mean, anyone that's watching this program realizes I have a hard time pronouncing things on the talk show. <laughs> but, all right, we're going to get off this topic. The Pantop Shopping Center has numerous vacancies and plenty of parking. You do a Charlottesville photo house there. You specialize on Christmas, Easter, pet photography and the holidays, and then you weave in with NIL, as John Blair has highlighted, UVA athletes, and you get Wahoo Nation rallying around them. You have very limited overhead, and you get folks coming to the Charlottesville photo house just to take photos and have memories and experiences. I talk to my wife all the time. I say, what are your most prized possessions? You know what my wife's most prized possessions are? Uh, Pictures of experiences. Uh. Why do you roll your, your eyes at her? I didn't, what? I didn't roll my eyes You rolled at your eyes at her. No, I didn't. I was, Carol Thorpe watching the program. You asked a question. I was going to try to come up with a fun answer. But. Carol, 
Carol Thorpe me, is number too. nine in the top 25 power poll. It's Pear Noel. Uh, this, what does it come again? Pear. It means father. Oh, thank you for holding me accountable. Uh, Barbara Lungeren, back in the day, Barracks Road Shopping Center had little houses hosting Santa and the Easter Bunny for photos with kids. I was the Easter Bunny when I was a teen. Barbara, you were the Easter Bunny when you were a teenager. When was that, Barbara Lundgren? I would say circa 2007, 2008, 2009 for the queen of weddings, Barbara Lundgren. Um, Carly Wagner says, um, an added stream of revenue let local photographers rent the space by hour for exclusive use. Carly Wagner, that's a great idea. Did you hear that idea? Yeah. That's a fantastic idea. Let local photographers rent the space at X amount of dollars per hour. You can do it in off hours or prime hours and charge or, or have a sliding or floating scale for the hourly rate. That's why Carly Wagner's, what is she? I'm looking at the power ranking. Number three in the top 25 power poll. Excellent comment. Excellent comment. John Blair, number two in the power poll, says if your viewers and listeners uh, find themselves in the valley this weekend or next weekend, here are some opportunities for photos with Santa. And he says, visit Stant, uh, stantondowntown.org forward slash Saturdays in December. I'll give you that URL again, stantondowntown.org forward slash Saturdays in December. John Blair, thank you for sharing that information with us. Very much appreciate you. Uh, Ginny Hu says it's French for father, yeah. pronounced like pear, Jerry. Sorry, sorry. It's got a certain je ne sais quoi to it. Undoubtedly. You clearly don't. Assimilation. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so this is a little lighter version to start the program because we have some heavy topics we want to chat about. Go to uh, Carol Thorpe. Carol Thorpe, I'll get to Carol's comment. Uh, I think Almoral Square is the saddest-looking shopping center in the area. Almoral Square is pretty sad. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a very sad shopping center. I would say... If you have not seen the Pantops Shopping Center, it's very sad. I don't think it's that bad. What? You know how long the Lloyd's Hallmark NCAP unit in that shopping center has been vacant and for rent? I do not. I would not be surprised if that Lloyd's Hallmark has been vacant for over five years in that shopping center. Hmm. Barbara, awesome. Carol, any of the viewers and listeners, KTP, Carly, anyone that knows, Olivia Branch may know this. She lives on that side of town. She's the queen of Ivy. Holy doo-doo, Olivia Branch is not in the top. Is Olivia Branch in the top 25 power pool? I'm looking really quickly. Olivia Branch is not in the top 25 power pool. Olivia Branch, you are 23, the queen of Keswick, in the top 25 power pool. Stephanie, you may know this answer, Stephanie. How long has that Lloyd's been vacant? That Lloyd's been vacant for an eternity. I would say it's over five years it's been vacant in the Pantop Shopping Center. Okay. That's an NCAP unit. That speaks to the TLC needed, and I'm putting it nicely with that shopping center. Okay. All right. Put one shot, then I'll weave you in. So we went from light and human interests. We try to do this talk show in a way where we offer an array of topics, almost like a newspaper, like various sections. And topic matter has been heavy. 
And it's been heavy because there's been heavy things to talk about. And when it comes to our schools, it's been brutal. There was a school board meeting last night. Um, and a lot of people in this community are talking about whether Charlottesville Public Schools and it's Stephanie thinks it's been almost like eight to ten years that that Lloyd's has been vacant. Carly Wagner since 2018, 2019. Barbara Lundgren says easily more than five years. I mean, it's been vacant forever. There's trash outside the Lloyd's end cap right now. School board meeting last night. A lot of folks in this community are wondering if the school system, Charlottesville Public Schools, I don't want to use the word cover-up. I don't think cover-up is applicable, but were they not, did they not offer a level of communication and transparency when it came to an alleged sexual assault that happened in April of this year? It's gotten to the point where the police chief and the Commonwealth's attorney of Charlottesville sent a letter to the superintendent saying, hey, you need to talk to us. You haven't. And you're potentially breaking the law here. The communication and transparency and accountability, accountability elements have been something that parents have asked or demanded or insisted for a long time, certainly over the course of this year. And it's been one of the fatal flaws that Charlottesville High School and Charlottesville Public Schools has had of late. Parents have been, heck, I'll throw Almore County Public Schools in the mix. They have felt they're, they're in the dark. They've kept out of the, the communication line. And when it comes to something as serious as this, where Charlottesville schools are doing an internal investigation without releasing any information, that's sketchy. And what's also sketchy about this is an employee that was a former police officer, Judah, of Charlottesville Public Schools. She was in charge of, can you get Miss Regine Wright's exact title? In fact, let me see if I can find it. Regine White, W-I-N-A, I'm Googling it right now. Regine White Wright, excuse me, was the former coordinator of safety and security at Charlottesville Public Schools. She resigned from Charlottesville Public Schools. Was it two months? You know why she resigned? Go on a two-shot. And you can do the first, lower, third on screen. You know why she resigned? Because she thought the school system was breaking the law. That's why she resigned. And she's a police officer. Yeah. She said, I don't want any part of this. She thought it stunk, it smelled, it was sketchy. No doubt. And how do you characterize the letter that the Commonwealth's attorney and the police chief wrote to the superintendent? How, do, how would you characterize that letter, Mr. Metronome? I would characterize it as carefully written along the lines of the office email that uh, says very cordially that uh, um, I need more information or uh, whatever, but if you read between the lines, it's very clearly saying 
um, you messed up or you're stupid. Hey, idiot. Uh, you know, like, uh, as per my last email, which basically means clearly your reading comprehension skills are not very good. Let me repeat myself. Regine Wright, Charlottesville Public Schools, former coordinator of safety and security. She was hired in March of this year. She was a former Charlottesville police detective before she took this job with Charlottesville Public Schools. Yeah. She resigned three months after being hired. When she was asked why she resigned and quit, she said, and I quote, there were laws being broken and I wasn't going to be a part of that. End quote. Respect. Respect, Ms. Wright. And now the question is, was this a cover-up? Because when you're not transparent and communicative and you don't follow Virginia code and you don't communicate with the police department the right way and you do internal investigations that are siloed with communication or clandestine, people jump to conclusions, whether fairly or unfairly. And I think in this particular circumstance, it's fair that maybe this internal investigation was done to keep the public in the dark because the school system was facing so much negative press and energy, it didn't want to add more to it. Yeah. Superintendent Gurley, we asked yesterday if his job was in jeopardy. My suggestion to the superintendent would be to get in front of this and have a press conference and tell folks what's going on. Yeah. And why you chose not to weave the police and the Commonwealth's attorney in the mix on an alleged sexual assault. Because they're saying you should have talked to us. They're also saying it's the law. And they're saying it's the law. Give them the, the data on the fights that came up in the school board meeting yesterday, if you could. Oh, man. Well, that was somewhat surprising. Listen to this uh, to from me. Judah, ladies and gentlemen. And you, you may want to put the next lower third on screen of... Should superintendent host press conference? Listen to J-Dubs, to the metronome, to Jay willie to Judah B. Wickhauer. Which is your favorite nickname? Definitely not the Willie one. You don't like Jay Willie? Why um, would I? J Dubs, <laughs> Metronome. You got the data? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Gurley, uh, Superintendent Gurley said, I should have done a lot more a lot sooner, and went on to say, There have been six fights that have become large and unruly enough that we had to call CPD. Six fights where we had to call the police. But there have been 16 additional fights, apparently, that didn't require calling the CPD, which, you know, maybe they didn't. But yeah, you should have done more sooner. <laughs> Come on. I mean, he's straight up 20, saying this. 22 fights? I don't know what the time scale is on these. This but... semester. This semester. Yeah. That's a lot of fights, I would think. And in, 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 we're in December 8th. Six melees where the police was called to restore order. 
in Charlottesville. It's kind of crazy. We need Mean Joe Clark from Lean On Me with the baseball bat to crack some skulls. And where is Michelle Pfeiffer from Dangerous Minds? And Coolio's Gangster Paradise? Somebody's got to bring the tunes. Ay, caramba, chica. He's straight up saying I should have done more sooner, right? And six different times we had to call the police to the school, to la escuela. Mm -hmm. I mean... Number three in the power poll, Carly Wagner, has this comment. They didn't want this story out perhaps during the election cycle. I'm not sure what it... What if, would, how would it have affected the, uh, the outcomes? I'm curious. That's a great question because the four candidates that ran for school board this past election cycle ran unopposed. Yeah. And outside of the Democratic primary where it was what? Mayor Lloyd Snook ran. Major Michael Payne. Major Payne. Uh, Nat and GBT, Natalie Oshren. Uh, Big Balls Bobby Fenwick. And uh, what do we what do we call uh, what was the other gentleman that ran? Oh, forgot his name. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Charlottesville Democratic primary 2023. Ah, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Do you remember? Deshaun Cooper. Oh, uh, yeah. Deshaun Cooper. Austrian and Payne and Snook won. But then they went and ran unopposed. School board, four candidates completely unopposed. So even if this came out during the election cycle, I'm not sure the impact or influence it would have had because there's such little opposition in these races. And even when there is opposition, we see what happens. I mean, it's a one party town. Yeah. That's what you're alluding to. Is that what you're alluding to? Yeah, not so subtly. Carly makes the point it could have spread to the Albemarle County public school elections, though. Perhaps I'll give you, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Hmm. And she highlights you're talking about significant fights twice a week at this point of the year. Yeah. That's concerning. Very concerning. Especially if you, you've got to wait until you give a press conference or whatever you, a... Um, uh, school board meeting to say should have done something earlier. Right. When you're forced to do it because the police department and the Commonwealth Attorney's Office are writing a letter to you addressed directly to you. Yeah. Carly's asking for some context on the cover-up. You want to provide that metronome? Offer some context on <clears throat> what we're talking about here. Context on the cover-up. Well, basically the... And we're looking for succinct succinct here. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of details. Uh, uh, Courtney, um, what's her last name? Stewart. Courtney Stewart. Investigative uh, journalist. Host of Charlottesville Right Now on 1070 WINA. She got a hold of the letter uh, from uh, Cautious and Platania. She did a, should I do this? What? You want me to do this? All right, you go ahead. She foia Freedom of, Infora uh, Freedom of Information Act requests. Yeah. That's how she got the letter. Right. And 
Then we all got the letter. And well, first, <laughs> I need to do this. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm going to do this very succinctly and give the who, what, when, where, why of what happened in less than 20 seconds. Courtney Stewart hosts Charlottesville Right Now 1070 WINA. She interviewed Regine Wright, and Regine Wright was the coordinator of safety and security at Charlottesville Public Schools. Prior to serving that position, she was a seven-year detective in the Charlottesville Police Department. Regine Wright did an interview with Courtney Stewart, and she said, I resigned because laws were being broken. And she speaks specifically to the alleged assault at Charlottesville Public Schools that happened in April of 2023. She said, in this alleged sexual assault, they did not report it to the police or the Commonwealth's attorney. Instead, they, cho they chose to do their own internal investigation and not tell anyone about it. And she knew that was against the law, so she quit. When Regine Wright said that on Courtney's talk show, the story got motion and momentum. And then Courtney, because she's an investigative journalist and she's good at it, she did a FOIA request and found a letter, a letter dated November 27th of this year. We're talking less than two weeks ago. Signed by Chief Conscious and Joe Plantania and addressed to the superintendent, Royale Gurley Jr., the doctor superintendent, saying, mm -hmm. Virginia Code says you got to tell us about what happened and communicate it and report it to us immediately, and you didn't do that, and that's against the law. And now people are wondering if this was a potential cover-up. There it is in a nutshell. And it's the worst kind of infraction, sexual assault, allegedly. So there is in a nutshell. And what makes the story even more concerning is all the other tumultuous turn of events that have plagued the school. Yeah. The smoke, there's fire saying, right? And what's also compounding the problem is the lack of transparency in communication with parents. When parents have just been begging to be kept in the loop. Yeah. Because it's our kids. Carol Thorpe has this comment. Carol Thorpe is uh, number nine in the power poll of viewers and listeners. She says, Superintendent Gurley, his staff and teachers are not trained criminal investigators possessing the skill set or expertise to conduct a proper inquiry. Furthermore, and I'm not suggesting this happened in this particular circumstance, school officials could potentially influence the young lady involved not to pursue punitive school action or legal involvement in order to suppress public knowledge of violence and security problems at the school. Chief Cotches's point that school administration and teachers are mandated reporters and must notify the police is well taken. Yeah, well said. Number nine in the power poll, Carol Thorpe, Queen of Jack Jewett. School administrators are not skilled to do sexual investigations. Assault alleged <clears throat> sexual assault investigations. I, Will you bristle? Why are you bristling? Why do you I, bristle? Because I think they may have... I don't think they just had some random school employee. They talked with their school attorney. There was all, multiple hands on deck. I want to know if the school board knew about this. 
And if the school board greenlit or okayed this, then the school board is complicit. Yeah. Did elected officials know that this was happening? Right. Was this completely Superintendent Gurley's call? And if it was completely Superintendent Gurley's call, that has even more weight on his shoulders. If he brought the school board in, elected officials, and said, what should I do, and they agreed together, we should do this path of keeping it an internal investigation and not notifying anyone, then the weight is not all on his shoulders. It falls perhaps even more on the elected officials. Yeah. James Watson, watching the program, said he went to Charlottesville High School this morning, and James Watson is number five in the top 25 power pool of viewers and listeners. He went to Charlottesville High School this morning to show support to students and faculty, and there was an awesome, diverse group of community members there greeting everyone coming in. This is a great community. Folks who have availability, please sign up to volunteer at the school. Respect. Carly Wagner asked questions that I think all of us are asking. She's number three in the power poll. Were the alleged assailants held accountable? Were the victims' parents alerted? How exactly did they handle it internally? I get the cover-up and not reporting as mandatory reporters is bad, but they even, did they even attempt any justice for the victims internally? Great questions. Yeah. What are our answers to those questions? I don't think we have answers. We have questions. no answers. Great questions. This question right here from Jennifer. How do we know our daughters are safe? You don't, apparently. Straight up asking, how do we know our daughters are safe? Beth Mark, the lack of transparency is puzzling. I wonder where they were unable to release information due to the age of the minors involved. I still think you can release information without doxing or releasing names. And frankly, all you, you, what, this is what should have happened. An alleged sexual assault happened, or potentially happened, in April of 2023. We are school administrators. Our background is on running school systems. We are going to pass this investigation on to the police department and potentially the Commonwealth's attorney. It is now in their hands. That's all they had to do. Yeah. April, we heard this happen, allegedly. We're going to tell the police and the Commonwealth's attorney. And then we're going to take a back seat and support them in any way they can to look into what happened full cooperation for anything that they need. Why wouldn't they do that? You it takes all them. of the culpability off <clears throat> of them. Yeah. I mean, it's just a lot. It's, 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 I'm going to use a phrase that is right on the cusp of PG-13. It's piss-poor foresight. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what they were thinking. It, they could have thought this looks bad on us, but uh, you kind of have to know that... It's the law! Hi well, aside from that, hiding something that is the law and 
I mean, did they really think no one was ever going to find out? Ginny Hu on Twitter is responding to Carly Wagner on Facebook. Ginny Hu is number four in the power poll, and she's responding to number three in the power poll. Ginny Hu says, I think Carly is right. It might not have changed the outcome in Albemarle County, but it definitely would have been discussed by those candidates in the school board races. No doubt. Deep Throat, number one on the power poll, has some DMs. If the teachers feel like the fighting is out of control, they should bypass the authorities and just call 911 themselves. And then he says, I dare Dr. Gurley to discipline a teacher for calling 911. Deep Throat on Twitter DM is responding to Carly's comments on one of 15 Facebook pages. Deep Throat on Twitter DM says, and to Carly Wagner's point, all teachers and admins are very much trained on what it means to be a mandatory reporter. This is not some obscure red tape. Deep Throat says it is mystifying that Dr. Gurley behaved this way if you don't consider that maybe this has become standard operating procedure and this is the one case that we have seen uncovered. Yeah. But if this is standard operating procedure, the school leadership just gets used to doing it this way, and it's a slippery slope. That's a fantastic point. Yeah, and I think that probably... That's a great point. I think it probably makes the most sense, because... We're just do it. This is how we do it. Yeah, it's not like a deep plot of, oh, we've got to hide this. It's just, oh, hey, uh, we'll take care of it, like we always do. Holly Foster watching the program. Holly Foster needs a ranking in our power poll. Holly Foster, the queen of Henrico, you're number 24 in the viewer and listener power poll. And she says, Judah and Jerry, it's not just young ladies sexually assaulted. It can also be young men. That's true. Choose your words carefully. I respect that. Thank you, Holly Foster, for holding us accountable. Mike Holler, welcome to the program. Vanessa Parkhill says, haven't we heard this story already elsewhere in Virginia? Wasn't there a claim of an incident in Loudoun County involving a trans student? If this was a similar situation, schools in progressive areas don't want that in the public. And she's right. In fact, Deep Throat shared this link. It was in Fairfax. I'm going to read the link that Deep Throat shared yesterday. Number one in the power pool, Deep Throat. You can look up this link. You can look at this online. I'm going to read the first few paragraphs. A Northern Virginia school board has fired its superintendent after a special grand jury accused him of lying to the board about the sexual assault of a student. The Loudoun County School Board voted unanimously Tuesday to fire Scott Ziegler after holding a closed session. Ziegler had been under fire after a student sexually assaulted classmates at two different high schools last year, incidents that became a touchstone for an array of incendiary cultural and political issues ahead of Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin's election victory. After the first assault occurred at Stonebridge High School in May 2021, the boy was allowed to attend at nearby Broad Run High School while he awaited trial in juvenile court. The second assault occurred in Broad Run Classroom in October 2021. Hmm. Yeah. This is a mess. Is that fair? I think it's fair to call it a mess, yeah. Carol Thorpe says this. This is verbatim from the Daily Progress today. Carol Thorpe, what's Carol Thorpe, you're ranking. Number nine in the power poll, Carol Thorpe. Verbatim from the Daily Progress today. 
For those asking about the resolution, here it is from the lips of Superintendent Gurley according to the Daily Progress. Quote, the investigation concluded that it was not a sexual assault. Both parties agreed there were recommendations made, and that's how those, mar those matters are resolved. End quote. And Carol says, recommendations made? Then no one will ever know what happened. And that's all we will ever know. Jennifer reiterates in yet another comment, how do we know our daughters are safe? I'll add, because of Holly Foster, sons as well. It's almost hard to talk about mortgage rates and skill games in Judah and Jerry's notebook and thoughts and takes. Is it not? Yeah. Because <clears throat> that was on the docket to chitter chatter about. Carly Wagner, number three in the power poll, says this. When I was in middle school, a boy sexually assaulted me in PE class. I was too young to know that it wasn't my fault. There was an internal investigation when the boy told everyone what he did to me. I was scared I would be in trouble, so I just said it was not his fault when I sat in the principal's office with the SRO and the boy. In hindsight, as an adult, it absolutely should have been automatically reported to the police, and I would be livid if my daughter was put in that position. No doubt. Carly, respect for sharing that vulnerability. Yeah. Mess. Do you want to talk about the mortgage rates? Talk about it briefly. Ginny Hu says, I'm glad you guys have multiple viewers and listeners who have not forgotten about Loudoun County. And she says, all this silence and cover-up is starting to sound a lot like Loudoun County. Deep Throw put that on our radar yesterday. And he highlights, if this is standard operating procedure for investigations like this, then it's a really slippery slope for kids and parents. Yeah. The most frustrating aspect of this is the lack, no, I'm not backtracking on that. Not the most frustrating aspect. One of the frustrating aspects of this is the lack of communication. Definitely. Oh. We talked yesterday about what's circulating around Burley Middle School, where students pinned a teacher and roughed him up and the teacher felt the need to defend himself because he was getting roughed up so much and a student was hurt as a result and a student was hurt as a result and Burley which is an Almaro County middle school even though it's located on Rose Hill Drive in the city said we're going to handle this internally and not release any information about it hmm. and dozens of parents have reached out to me saying that the student that was hurt and the teacher weren't in school this week. 
I don't, I'll get off this topic by saying this because it's 137 and we have a full day on a Friday. I don't want schools to be in this light. At all. But if you got... I mean, here's so many people saying this is where they're getting their information from. You got to talk about it. Hmm. All right, a couple things I got to cover. On Real Talk this morning, a mortgage broker, loan officer, who I respect, Michael Buchensky, First Heritage Mortgage. He said that he predicted the rates to drop into the mid-fives in 2024. So we're talking a potentially two-point swing in a short period of time for rates. And then I asked Woody Fincham, who's one of the most esteemed appraisers in the Commonwealth, if not beyond, about rates dropping. And I said, Woody, if rates go from the mid-sevens, where they're at now, low sevens, mid-sevens, depending on your profile and your credit score, to the mid-fives, the two-point swing in a short period of time, are we going to have the buying bonanza that we saw during COVID, and will we see double-digit home value appreciation like we saw during COVID? And he said, yes. So you got a guy that's been doing it in forever, Buchensky, saying rates are going to drop to the mid-fives in 2024. Then you got an appraiser who's been saying it, doing it forever. If rates drop two points to the mid-fives in 2024, then you're going to have people waiving inspections, multiple offer, bidding wars, homes going under contract in 24 hours, 48 hours, and double-digit appreciation in Almoral County and Charlottesville City like we've seen. And that's compound double-digit appreciation, Judah. It already double-digit appreciated 2022 versus 2023. Yeah. It was double-digit appreciation on the 22-2023 double-digit appreciation. Right. And the difference between COVID and now, a couple of differences, J-Dubs. The rates aren't going to be in the threes or in the twos. They'll be in the mid-fives, so there'll be some delta there. But the population is increasing. You're getting people flooding here. I've highlighted this so many times. Data science, biotech school, Amazon 11 billion, Louisa County, Northrop Grumman, 300 and some employees at an average wage of 94,000 per employee. Throwing a couple hundred million into the Waynesboro area. Those folks making that bank when their partners are potentially working as well, they're not living in Waynesboro. They're living in Almoral and they're commuting over. You got a bonanza about to happen. We talked about this briefly. On the 1st of January, those slot machines, those skill games in the gas stations and the convenience stores, they got to be out. And the convenience stores that don't listen face hefty fines. I'm talking five figure fines. Yeah. Five figure fines. And Yunkin's government, Yunkin's cabinet and team have set up a narc and rat and tattletailing line for the convenience stores that keep them going. Google, 20,000 narcs, 
20,000 uh, uh, ratting and tattletailing on that tip line have already happened. I read it. You can find it online. So much to cover on the Friday edition Some of the Some of those games were fun. My sister's and I used to love, I don't know if they're the same games that these guys have, but uh, when we used to go to the Outer Banks, we'd always stop at a local bar that had a couple, two or three of those, and we'd play the picture-matching games, the ones where you got to pick out what's different between the two photos. I don't know if you've ever played that. Those are a blast. There's various, you're talking about photo hunt? Something like that. Where you're comparing and contrasting the two things on either side? Yeah. That's not this. It's not the same thing? No. Why wouldn't, why then wouldn't places you're talking like these photo gas station, hunt. Judah. It's got other games golden on it. Tea, golden Tea, Big Buck Hunter, Trivia, and Photo Hunt are not the skill games we're talking about. Do you know okay. what the Big Buck Hunter is? But why then? When you get the orange gun and you shoot things on the screen, or golden tee with the white ball in the middle that you see at the bars and you have to shoot, you have to tee off and putt, or photo hunt where you're picking the differences from either sides. I spent way too much time at bars, obviously. These are ones that are just sitting on the counter. But Those aren't my, the skill games. I get that, Jerry. My question then is why wouldn't places like these gas stations start stocking up on some of those things? Because they those may not be quite as addicting as those you funnel money into the machine to play a game and you can't get money back. Right. Those don't have the same kind of level of engagement because you can't win money back. I You're get just that. paying to play them. The skill games you can get money back. Yeah, I know that. It's called gambling. Yeah, I understand. So wouldn't more people play a game at a bar where they can win money back as opposed to just feeding money into something and having no chance of getting anything in return? Not if they're illegal. Have you heard of numbers or bookies? So you're saying that all the people playing these games at, a, at all of the gas stations and whatnot, they're all going to go find bookies and do that instead? I, think I don't think they're going to find bookies instead, but the reason they're playing these games now at record levels is because it's gambling, and they that. have the hope of, photo hunt is not this. What you and your sisters are playing is not this. It may also at times be a case of someone having nothing to do and deciding to spend some money on, okay, well, never mind then. No. No. This is akin to casino experience. The article that I read, the person they were talking to was literally saying they were going to have more hot food to hopefully draw people in. I would think that a photo hunt game or something might have that effect as well. You can play photo hunt on your cell phone. Okay. You can play Wordle on your cell phone. You can play trivia on your cell phone. All right. I can play. There's, I, right. there's a photo hunt app on this. But what I can't get from this is money to come out of here. Mm, fascinating. I'm just highlighting the differences here. Carly, Ginny, who agrees with you yet again, the victims are often re-victimized in these situations. The victims are often re-victimized in these situations, and so many of us don't speak up. 
thinking we can just put it behind us. Mm. Yeah. Right. A teen going through this is going to want, and I'm not trying to speak for anyone, but I would imagine feelings of shame and feelings of wanting to think, keep things private and not being judged can influence reporting and talking to authorities. Definitely. Oh, man. Philip Dow, you're right. You can win money with these games like the lottery. A friend of mine won $5,000 playing one of the games. The state was at the bar the next day. Hmm. Wicked hits on Hare Street. Check it out before January 1 because it's going to be a completely different experience and tread cautiously when going to Wicked Hits. I may check it out. Wicked Hits on Hare Street. There Make was some sh- money. What? Make some money. And Philip, you're right. You can gamble on your cell phone, but there's not immediate $5,000 being spit out of your cell phone. It's put into essentially an account that's linked with your name. All right. Anything you want to get out of here with on a Friday? Good job. You did a fantastic job this week. Fantastic job. Judah's blossoming into this role of metronome, jack-of-all-trades, J-dubs, but not J-willy. Blossoming. Anything you want to throw out there? Have a great weekend. I think it's going to be warmer tomorrow. So uh, It's going to be warmer? I think so. Let's see. I'm hearing there's an English pub coming to Ivy. I hope to have those details for you early next week. That'll be great. I would love a good pub. So would I. What is a good pub in town? <clears throat> would you characterize Dirty Nellie's as... Here, here's a really good question. Dirty Nellie's is fairly pub-like. What's the difference between a dive bar and a pub? <clears throat> I don't know that there's a whole lot of difference. What's the difference between a dive bar and a pub? Probably just your definition, depending on who you're asking. Uh, we need a good pub. Yeah. I had a good one in uh, Savannah. Pinky Masters. Pinky Masters? Yeah. I like that name. They had, uh, they had darts. Oh, I love they darts. Had one of those, uh, love darts. They had one of those popcorn machines. Um, one of the ones, the glass, the glass front. Oh, yeah. Serve yourself. Like Vivace has. Serve yourself. The Vivace bar. I love the Vivace bar. Oh, it's great. I used to bring, uh, I used to bring Asher there and uh, just let him wander around the bar. It was great. Everybody loved him. Everybody was feeding him uh, popcorn all night long. It was awesome. You can bring uh, your dog into Dirty Nellie's. Can you? They yeah. serve food. Are you sure? Yeah, I've seen many a dog in Dirty Nellie's. Huh. I'm not trying to get them in trouble. Interesting. I'm trying to get them in trouble. But I've seen many a dog next to the warm fireplace in the winter at Dirty Nellie's. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. One of the few places I've seen a, uh, a pooch inside. 
Um, all right, that's the Friday edition of the show. We work hard for you guys. I hope you realize this. The, these talk show, these shows take time. And we work very hard to prepare and find content. We ask you guys to contribute content. All we want to be is kind of like the water cooler. We don't mind if the content comes from you. So if you ever have show content that you want to see on the program, let us know. If you want us talking about your business, promoting and spotlighting your business, let us know. We're happy to do that. We're champions of locally owned businesses on the I Love Seville Network. His name is Judah Wickhauer, and I'm thoroughly impressed with what he is uh, blossomed into on this talk show, a key contributor to the show. My name is Jerry Miller, and I wish you guys the best weekend ever. And if you need some suggestions for things to do this holiday season, Judah Wickhauer has done a bang-up job. Uh, one of the stories is ilovesevil.com forward, forward slash photos with Santa. Nine spots to get pictures with Santa Claus. Another one of the stories is um, ilovesevil.com forward slash Christmas lights. Spots to, spots to see lights around Charlottesville, Central Virginia, and Richmond. And the other one is 11 farms to cut down your Christmas tree near Charlottesville, Virginia. Although Judah's caveated, you're running out of time. Yeah. ilovesevil.com forward slash Christmas trees. before you go. Yeah, you're running out of time. Dude, the Christmas tree farm is about to be a thing of the past. I don't know about that. I mean... You think everybody's going to buy uh, fake trees and just spray them with... No, uh, I think it's going to go to the corner lots with the Cub Scouts and the Boy Scouts, or Lowe's. I think the Christmas tree farm is becoming a thing of the past, and that makes me sad. Because it's a thing that I've enjoyed doing with my family. I think All right. people will keep it, keep it alive. Well, how do they keep alive? How do they get trees to grow nine or ten feet in, in a year? I mean, you've got to When have, they're four or five feet. You've got to have... Multiple, Some miracle grow? No, you've got to have multiple fields. Some manure? I mean, it's the way farmers have grown things for, for eons. We you, are you, seeing that the tree farms around here do not have the depth in offering. Some of them. We don't necessarily know the causes of all of those. Well, we do know a couple of years ago there was a disease that plagued the Christmas trees that killed many of the Christmas trees. Well, that might explain quite a bit of it. That's why we have a shortage. <laughs> all right, I got to get out of here. I got a, I got a two o'clock. Um, Judah Wickhauer, Jerry Miller, the I Love Seville Show. So long, everybody. <laughs>